Welcome to Bevington Banter, the show where we can sound like we're arguing even when we all agree. I'm Cassidy, and together with my brother Cade and dad Randy, each week we discuss a selection of news stories, topics surrounding the culture, and matters of freedom and faith. Thanks for listening. Follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Share it, and if you like what you hear, rate it five stars on Apple and Spotify. We have an update. Uh, email scammers are not listening to our podcast. Turns out that was a real email from the it. FBI. And the secretary actually just spelled her name wrong or got her name wrong and wrote Connie. Which is even Hilarious. funnier. Which is even funnier because it really does happen to her so often. And our intelligence agencies can't get their applicants' names right. Yeah, that's what I took away from it is like this is the ultra- cutting-edge, sophisticated, tip-of-the-spear intelligence-gathering agency, and they can't even get... They got her name everywhere in applications and files and, and, and rec, you know recommendations, and they can't get her name right. I'm less afraid of them than ever. <laughs> I've never been less afraid than when I saw them spell their own applicant's name wrong. But also less protected from foreign or i guess they're not foreign perfect but from time perfect threats. timing to launch into the hostage situation at the synagogue in well, texas there you go yes because that was a guy was not failure, on their radar the massive failure of intelligence he came into the country like this month was it this month or i heard at the most like five weeks ago you probably heard over the weekend there was a hostage situation at a synagogue in Texas. And if you heard the mainstream media's coverage of it, then a British national uh, was the one that took this uh, these people hostage. And he was demanding the release of his sister, a prisoner, not biological sister. This is a, like a religious term, who was a suspected... Uh, Islamic terrorist. She's not suspected. She's spending suspected. 68 yeah. years in yeah. jail. She she well, uh, what were tried, the ties? She what tried to kill organization you. were her ties. Al-Qaeda. Suspected for yeah, Al-Qaeda. So She's a neuroscientist yes. and she's, a, she's affiliated with Al-Qaeda and she was convicted for trying to kill various people including American military officers in Afghanistan and she's spending 68 years in prison. But we can't know the motivation. We can't know the reasoning behind the anti-semitism and the requests for the release yeah and this idea this man can't possibly be a militant islamist they describe him as what a british and a british right a, um citizen british man a british citizen it, you get yeah. this image they want you to think they want you to picture in your mind mr bean yeah it's like no that's not who he is <laughs> but what blows me away is just the failure of intelligence, letting him in. So we talk about how we can vet these people all the time. And we talked about this back during the Afghanistan thing, letting all these people in. You know, what's our ability to vet, the, especially when it comes to large groups of people and bring them in? We can't do it. Well, we can't even do it with a single person because this guy made it into the country on the East Coast. I, I heard he came into the country like at JFK Airport and then somehow used the homeless shelter network and was able to travel from New York to Texas, um, get a handgun and then, you know, do this at this synagogue. And the guy's own brother is basically asking the U S government, how could you have let him in? 
he had a violent background. How did he even, <laughs> how did that. he even oh pass your, you know, whatever vetting you do, which is obviously none to get in because any, any type of background check that you would have run would have brought up some kind of red flag to keep him out. Can I bring up something about the idea of vetting is that given the social culture, how you can't, you know, we're pushing for people of color in this country to not be held accountable for their actions because, you know, the white man's system is against them. So we can't hold them responsible for crime. We can't hold them responsible for if they have, you know, um, living on the street with drug abuse and all these kind of things. We can't even try to help them, put them in uh, shelters, get them treatment or anything, because all of this is you know, supposedly racist. So I think that carries over into the idea of vetting people, because if we were to vet someone of color, a, a Muslim, we are saying, is that is that racially, is that profiling people based on the religion or the race? I mean, I don't think it is, but we have people in our um, State Department that are as wacky enough to say that it is. So we don't really seriously vet these people because that would be somehow derogatory towards them as a race or a religion. Yeah, I'm sure that comes up in I'm sure that comes up in their meetings, like sensitivity training and stuff like that. Um, I'm sure they talk about that, and I'm sure you're right. So that should make you sleep better at night. Um, I mean, as Al Qaeda has talked about this in the past, they talk about exploiting the sensitivity of the United States, and they talk about exploiting the political correctness of the United States. It's, it's something that they've specifically gone after. So yeah, it is not surprising in the slightest. Yeah, and this this could this could kind of take me two directions. One um, possibility is we're not a. This goes along with my thing I keep saying repeatedly lately to uh, mom. Um, we are not a serious nation any longer, because serious nations would not take that approach. The other one is one I just heard is that um, Microsoft. You know, uh, with Microsoft Word, you know how you have your spell check and grammar check. Did you hear this? They now have inclusive inclusivity check. <gasps> I'm sorry, what? Yeah, you can run a check on check. your whole document. So that it, if you, anywhere I use gendered language or something like language, that, it would, it would mark uh, man, race, woman, ageist. he, she, oh my gosh. So it will suggest to you instead of um, Neil Armstrong, um, one giant, or one small step for man, one uh, giant yeah, leap for mankind. Right. It would, it people? Would, it would, rec- yeah, it would suggest people, yeah. It's rather Pe- than, people oh. kind? My. Yeah. If well, you use the word Mrs., quote, Mrs. it so would hopefully. be, I know, but it would suggest it to you. If you use Mrs., right. yeah, it just um, sticks the text. then it would recommend Ms. Wait. So. I think you mean Mix. The new mix? the new abbreviation is MX? that dumb MX mix. Oh, I haven't thing. seen that. I haven't heard that one. So if you, I don't know, what, what if you, if I, if I typed in old hag, what would it, what would it <laughs> recommend? Crusty, mature woman. How does it account for age? Like if I use the word I young? I don't know. Or something? Maybe young isn't isn't a bad thing. Oh my gosh! She was young for her years. I I hope that I hope that these companies that do things like that that develop this kind of software that their market share just goes down the toilet because oh that's... if I was the programmer if I was one of the programmers on that project I would have hid something some trigger like word that was like really fun and suggestion that was like just jokes all over. They can tag that to you though. Yeah, I know. There, there would be would. like a signature well, on there. They'd be like, it'd be fired. worth it to get out. The, like, yeah, it'd be done. But like, I would, I, I would guess go if you out. Were gonna quit anyway. By doing, yeah, I would yeah. go out doing something like that. When they, when I heard about this, they brought up. Remember the we talked about this a couple months back. The the big, 
like a conference they had and they all went around right. by introducing themselves yeah. and said, we recognize that we're on land that was, you know, previously oh, yeah, occupied. Yeah. And I, they played that clip and it just made me laugh hysterically at how ridiculous this is. I could never in a million years, I don't care how much my job depended on it. Could I get up in front of a group of people and talk like that? It's just absurd. What's your note uh, for Satan Club? What is that? You didn't hear that? No. There's a school that they, one of their after school, a new after school club that's a Satan Club. And they they say, well, we, ha- we have to offer equal use to anyone who wants to, like, have a club. You have use of our space. So if it was, like, a Christian club or whatever. So there's actually a school that's been advertising a Satan Club. They've got their flyers up and everything in the bulletin board for <clears throat> the after school Satan children's Satan club. It's at, at an elementary school. So, um, again, to me, we're not a serious people that does that because you don't argue this on the grounds of, well, we have to be open to all religions. If we let, say, the Good News Club meet after school, we have to let. That was the other one they used. You know, we have example. to let the Satan right. Club. I actually heard an interview with this with a guy. Uh, speaking and uh, representing the satanic church, representing this. And he, you know, he used all the um, coded language about how we're about inclusion and um, want to, you know, teach the kids about how to treat each other nice and all these different things. You know, it sounds wonderful, but here's the thing. So you, all those words, would if somebody didn't know what this was about and just heard this man speaking, they would think, oh, that sounds nice. It sounds, that's a, that's a good thing. But yes, here's the article says, according to the flyer, the club will consist of science projects, puzzles, games, arts, and crafts, and outdoor nature activities. And you'll learn benevolence, empathy, critical thinking, problem solving, creative expression, and personal sovereignty. So, yeah, you would think, oh, well, personal sovereignty, actually, that puts a big red flag on me. But anyway, you might think, oh, look, this nice club. But here's the thing that belies it, all of that to be, I don't care how many words they use like that, it belies the facts of the matter. If you wanted it to be about those kind of things and have it be accepted by people and not you're, using, you're not using it to promote or propagandize a certain idea, you would not use the word Satan Club. Because Satan has a very specific negative meaning in our in our country and in our culture, if you didn't, so by the fact that you're using that word, you have another message that you're trying to get across, and it is not good. And any serious country that understands what Satan stands for would not do this. That's when I say we're not a serious people anymore because we allow this kind of nonsense with some, you know, in the name of some ridiculous idea as inclusion. I, I'm, I mean, I'm okay with the idea of conclusion, but there's inclusion, but there's also things when you say, no, we're not including the Satanist, okay? Because that's in in the long term, as we play that out, it's going to be destructive to our culture. We're, so no, we're not doing that. Left you speechless, huh? I'm definitely, I'm definitely, yeah. After Satan Club, I don't know what to. Well, here's another one I just chalk up to not being a serious, you know, serious people. Um, we can't discuss things like, you know, just biological sex anymore. Um, but I, I don't know if you heard this one. Um, some communications have come out with uh, Francis Collins and Dr. Uh, Fauci. 
And Collins had written right away when the lab leak came out, we can't let this theory of the lab leak get out because it will harm science. Well, I want to know how that harms science. But my, because they will because say that Dr. Fauci will is research. science and it's not good for him if that information no, comes I, out. I think that their argument would be that if a lab there was a lab leak, then people won't trust these labs to actually do research and won't fund continue Listen, to fund it. If Fauci is right, science, fund, won't continue science, to fund it. We won't and we won't continue to have development and discovery and whatever. The funded is the critical part. I'm Correct. telling you that the the def the translation of what he's saying is it will disrupt the money flow of money to our agencies. Yeah, it's all about money. So if you take that sentence and you substitute which we all should, the word science for Fauci, lab leak theory would harm Fauci. See? It's <laughs> totally true. That's true. Did you hear did you hear him when he was asked at a congressional hearing the other day about disclosing his finances? He was just yeah. asked if he would disclose his finances. And he's all like, your claims are wrong. You know, it's like, I, I didn't make any kind of claim. I just asked if we could see your, you know, dis disclose your finances. They're out there. They're, they're public record. Well, we can't find them. And I'm a sitting congressman and we can't find them. Your allegations are wrong. We didn't allege anything. We're just asking you if we can see them. Uh, apparently, he uh, and his wife are worth um, $10.8 million dollars. Well, he makes more than the president. Yeah, I know. And his wife is also um, a public uh, servant, you know, as well, a public employee. But in one year, their investments made $800,000. And I can tell you why that is. Well, when you have, like, basically insider knowledge, okay, to all these medical developments, I, I'm surprised you only made 800000 What a chump. <laughs> no kidding. Hey, well, since we're talking about COVID, the Israeli Times came out uh, with a study that said that the fourth dose of the vaccine is not sufficient against Omicron. So naturally, instead of instead of people, you know, saying, oh, four doses isn't sufficient. Maybe there's a problem with this thing that we're saying is supposed to protect you. No, naturally, what are they? Gonna, I'm sure it's going to be. Well, let's do a fifth. I'm sure fifth, sixth, or seventh will take care of that Omicron. That is the definition of insanity. Let's do the same thing over and over again and expect different results. It doesn't work. The more and more you keep adding, the spike protein count inside people is going to catch up with their body's natural ability to dispose of those spike proteins. And if you thought that we were seeing a lot of, you know, VAERS, you know, type uh, things that should be reported. Incidents. Yeah. Right then it, it's not it's nothing yet because the more you do this expect and the more frequently you do it you know people aren't going to have the have time to get rid of all the spike proteins that's the toxic part of it that's going to build up more and more i see a new story every day about a professional soccer player somewhere in the world dying on the field it's crazy and well, we're just going to keep another dose another dose Dr. Peter McCullough had said in his interview that we listened to that for some elderly people that just the vaccine alone makes the spike protein, the initial spike protein level that they receive in the vaccine is higher than what they would have contracted from COVID and they die from it. Um, 
We haven't verified this. And if they this, don't but... die from the first dose, they'll die from additional boosters because he didn't he say um, for some people it could take up to a year for them to get those spike proteins right. out of their body. But if you're getting a dose, if you're getting a booster dose every six months, then you're adding them in at a higher rate than your body can get rid of them, and and so you're going right. to see another wave of people, you know, that that haven't met that threshold yet you know, die right. from the fifth booster. There's a, uh, mom and I got wind of a story of a nursing home in uh, Cratersville, which is between Lima and Walpock, that they had, I forget the number. I think which it means was 15. something to us, right. but nobody right. that I know, listens I know. doesn't. I, I'm just letting, but they, um, I believe the number was 15. Uh, they, uh, elderly, it, you know, Patients, or what do you call them? I would, it wouldn't be patients in a nursing home. Geriatrics. Whatever. People that live at the nursing home, 15, died. Residents. Residents, there you go. Died upon receiving this last, their last booster. Like, boom, within a matter of a day or two. of They just, 15 people dead. Now, the person that told us that knows the person who was at the nursing home that was telling them this, but they wouldn't give the name because the person didn't want their name out. So I can't verify that. I'm just telling you what we heard, and I wouldn't be surprised by it um, because of what Dr. McCullough had said about how this can work, especially in elderly people. I also heard today a firefighter being interviewed from Washington, D.C., that the mayor is wanting to uh, fire all of the unvaccinated firefighters in Washington, D.C., and at this point, I mean, I understand. Um, I had a aviation medical with my doctor yesterday, and you know, we discussed this. And I understand that it could possibly help you not get as sick, have as bad a reaction to it. But at this point, um, it doesn't keep me from getting it, and it doesn't keep me from giving it. So why should there be any mandate of any type? So if you, I mean, if anybody that wants to get the vaccine can get it. So why should we be mandating it? It doesn't keep you from catching it, and it doesn't keep you from passing it. So what is the point of the mandate? Um, Money. Your comment that it could help mitigate, like the vaccine, you understand that it could keep you safer. Stephen A. Smith, you know and hate Stephen A. Smith. He is an ESPN guy. He's a ridiculous guy, person. Commentator. Yes, so he contracted COVID, uh, and he had very bad case and he was hospitalized and he almost died and he said that the vaccine did its job because he only almost died he doesn't know that people that say that i've heard a number of people say that they don't know that (laughs) yeah that's not a that's not that's just one of those we'll never know right you're a single case you cannot say that for sure that's that's not that's absolutely not fact and there's no way to study it there's no way to study it no that's a there's no way to verify that um, I, here's something I've noticed about when you talk to, you listen to somebody like, um, a Joe Rogan, uh, a Dana White, uh, Dan Bongino, all these people that have had it that are all, you know, they've all had COVID recently and received treatment for it. They all list and they all basically were sick for about 36 hours as kind of the neighborhood that they're really in. They all list the same, pretty much exactly the same treatment that they were given. Besides the monoclonal antibodies and the ivermectin and, you know, possibly hydrochloroquine, they all list um, vitamin C, zinc, D3, melatonin, and Corsican. 
They all list those. They they all list those things as being a part melatonin? of the melatonin. Yes, as a part of the treatment that they were given. And here's the thing: I take all of those things and have been mom, you know, mom and I, for a long time before pre-COVID. We took those iron, zinc, vitamin C, D3, melatonin, Corsican. I mean, those are just a normal part of our daily. Uh, supplements that we take, and as of yet, neither one of us have got it. And I do, and I do nothing to stay to to avoid it. And mom, you know her; she's in the school every day. That is, everybody's had it in the school, and she's in the middle of it every day. I, I can't say I can't prove that it's kept us healthy, but it makes me wonder when I hear that this was a part of everybody's treatment that I've heard. So. I you know go take the stuff just you can go buy it all over the counter. Yeah, I take most of that stuff. Well, somebody who is not crazy on COVID is the finally now new sworn in governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin. My favorite was before he was sworn in and the when that freeway was shut down and they were all like, oh, Glenn Youngkin, he, he, they were blaming him. He wasn't even governor yet. Anyway, on his first day in office, he signed a bunch of executive orders that did all of the things that he promised that he was going to do, the reason that people elected for him for. And so, for sure enough, he was true to his word, one of the rare uh, politicians, and he banned CRT in schools. He um, overturned the ma- masking uh, mandate and things for children in schools. Uh, among other things, yeah, and, and he like, said people about people got the- mad. People got mad that he was that he was doing exactly what he was going to do. Like they exactly forgot he said he was because moving. it's been a little bit. It's been a little while, and it dropped out of the twenty four hour news cycle, and people just immediately forget. And so when it comes also, back up, they're like, "Oh yeah, I hate this guy. I forgot." One, I forgot at first. One of one of the things that he did that I was very excited about was, um, which I thought was good, was uh, he is doing something about the school board that was covering up the sexual assault. He's investigating. They're investigating there. it. Yeah, investigating that sexual assault right. and the cover-up. And, and the, the whole no CRT thing, he said, we're going to teach all history. You know, that that was the thing. It's like we're not going to What gonna a fo- novel concept. Yeah, we're not going to put it in this framing the way that you want it to be. as like of the 1619 Project. We're going to just treat all history, teach all history good and bad, which is the way that it should be. So, yeah, and uh, I along those, well, I, I heard this reported at, at about the same time I picked these two things up. I, I had Glenn Youngkin stuff down on my nose, but also I heard Mitt Romney say that Joe Biden has, um, that he had expected more out of Joe Biden. What? Right. And I'm like, you are the most unaware person I've ever. Yeah, we knew Mitt how, Romney was an idiot. How did, how did you expect more out of this quintessential politician? We've known who he's was for 30 40 years how would you have expected well, I know what. more what did he expect i, I don't know he just more said gas. i expected more <laughs> i expected more gaffes he's held well, it together better than i thought he would and that's not what he meant i mean you know mitt romney that is not what he meant. oh i know and i'm just like you know that if 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 you if you really believe that that'll that right there alone should prevent you from getting reelected. Because you are really an uninformed person. 
it boggles my mind that he has been in office as long as he has. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are saying this is one of the worst weeks in presidential history. Um, you know, that he last the week was everything, everything went wrong. Down, you mean? Um, yeah. 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 And so much so that even, you know, corporate media has started to really report on how bad it's been. And, you know, you always have to ask the question, well, why? If they're, re if they're willing to report on it, why would they do that? And the only conclusion I can come to, it's similar to what Kate has been saying, is that, um, th well, a lot of the, these things that he's done, were their ideas. They were in agreement with it. They wanted him to do all these things. Uh, all the corporate media on the left, they've, they've wanted this stuff, but now it's going bad, so they're scapegoating him all of, for all of their lousy ideas, and they're basically putting it all on him. And Joe Biden blew it, and Joe Biden right. did this, and Joe Biden screwing up. I, I when still they've think that's all wanted there. I think that's the reason that he's there. He to was always meant to be a scapegoat. He was well, always meant like to be a said, mouthpiece, and he was throwaway from the beginning. Like we were talking about, was that last week or whatever about Cuomo being a liability? Is he is he starting to become? Well, now we just right. can put everything on him, move him out, and who's right. our next person? Unfortunately, they don't have a next person. I, I just yeah. think that's what he they was meant no to be. Options. I think that's what he was always meant to be, was to be, we're going to try some radical ideas, and if it doesn't work, this man is a potato, and we will just tack all these bad ideas to him and throw him in the trash. That's but what's coming next. But if they're next. setting up Hillary Clinton because they think that's their best option, they have no options. No, they don't. You're right. Everyone no, that's, hates Kamala Harris. That's a pretty so good. So they're like, oh, let's put her on the Supreme Court to get her out of the way. Talk about failing up. What did you just that's say? They're playing with her. They're talking about, yeah, trying to prop her up for the Supreme Court. That's like her get her out of the way so they don't have to deal with her in the presidential sphere and the race. I don't. She won't be able to get the nomination if she. She was the first candidate out on the Democratic side. In the last election, she was the first candidate out in the primaries. So she wouldn't get very far in the primaries. But even Hillary Clinton. See, the thing is, though, like even Joe Biden, all these bad ideas, it won't matter that they when they throw him away, they won't throw away the ideas. They'll just right. say that he screwed it up. It's like socialism is good. Just the, it hasn't been done properly yet. That, that's what we'll get. They have to now. Go out and preach them to well, come to implement on. them. I want to just say one thing. We all know about Hillary Clinton. We I understand what you're saying, but you never thought Joe Biden could get elected either. When Joe Biden Don't was first like when Joe Biden was first put up finally as the the nominee, I believe he was a throwaway. Then he was a placeholder. They just had to have somebody to run. And he was it. They I don't think in the beginning they ever dreamed that he could actually get elected. COVID changed that. COVID changed that. And they did not know that was going to happen. T tell well, me I'm wrong. No. Yeah. I mean, they didn't know. They didn't know that it was going to happen. But as soon as it did, they, they took advantage of it. Yeah. They saw a vulnerability where yeah. Trump could be attacked. And then that and, if you know, a few law changes here and there in a few key states. And next thing you know, bingo, Joe Biden is president. Because prior to that, I expected, you know, I expected a 48 to literally maybe a 50 state slam dunk landslide. Well, speaking of the election, 
can you talk about you have a note on here about Hispanics? Yeah, the the Wall Street Journal just uh, did a, a an article where they did a, a survey where if it, the election was held today, that it said that forty four percent would have voted for Biden, where forty three percent says they would have voted for Trump. So like it's only we right. If we were revoting today, where in the actual election. Trump, or Biden got like 60% of the Hispanic vote. Of the Hispanic vote. Right. So you're looking at at least a 15% swing. Yes. That's huge. That's a large swing. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, um, I saw, you saw the swing um, of, you know, favorability between Democrats and Republicans when it's coming up to these midterms, like after the whole January 6th thing was nine points in favor. That's a 9% swing. Nine points in favor. Okay, but listen to this swing. The Between Democrats and Republicans, Democrats had a nine-point advantage in favorability over Republicans after the January 6th, you know, whatever. Um, now, it's a 5% advantage for Republicans over Democrats. That's a massive swing. Yeah. Hey, who's the there's a pollster that always after like a debate, he'll have a little focus group and uh, on TV afterwards. And he'll ask him questions about the debates. Do you know who I'm talking about? I'm drawing a blank on his I don't name. Know, the only name that I can think of is Nate Silver. Yeah, it's not Nate Silver. Anyways, he did a focus group and he was talking to these folks and it was about January 6th. And there were Democrats and they go, we we don't care. We don't think January 6th was a big this were just normal, everyday, off-the-street people, Democrats. And, and the feedback that I got from him was that, to them, where, you know, of course, the political left is trying to use this for every ounce they can squeeze out of it. They're like, yeah, it's really not that big. It wasn't really an issue to us. It's not an, it's not an issue that continues on in our hearts and minds. And I, I think that's pretty accurate. I mean, the, the, what they try to make, what they've tried to make it into is so, they, they can't help but always go over the top. Whenever they try something, it's it's always over the top. And that's where when Biden got elected, all these failures that you're seeing now, these are all over the top things. Federalizing elections, you know, the the multi-trillion dollar build back better plan when we're already printing tr- a trillion dollars here and there through COVID and everything that, you know, going clear back to the 2008 uh, housing collapse. I mean, we're so far in debt, people, you know, and they want more. It's just over the top. And it, that's what they always do. They don't realize. They think that just because their person gets elected, they've got this mandate. They, they can do every uh, radical liberal thing they want. And, they, and most American people are not in line with that. Did you guys see the um, the this part owner of the of Golden State Warriors? Of course. Can now... Who here can pronounce his name? Pass. Wait, do you, can you? No, that's why I asked. So you, well, so I've heard a lot it. of people. I've heard a lot of people say it. No, nobody has pronounced it the same twice. So, Not even the same person has pronounced it the same twice. I don't think so. They can't. They can't spit out the last name. If he's Indian. So okay, what's the first name? Because I I see Chamath. I know it could be or a Shama. It could be Shama. It could be Shamath or Chamath. I don't know which. Pally Happy Tia. I think it's. I think it's. Pally Happy Tia. I think it's uh, Shamath pedophilia. 
Oh, no. Okay, let's not attach that. We don't know that at all. Lawsuit. This has nothing to do with pedophilia. Lawsuit. Oh, this he can, he can say he doesn't care if the Uyghurs are murdered and raped, but I can't joke about that. Wait, well, was I, it, was, was it a statement that, that nobody let's cares? Keep our issues separate. No, he said, yes, he said, I don't care. He, he made specifically about himself and then just kind of said, nobody cares. Yeah, he's like, it, it's not my He said, priority. nobody. He said, no, he said, he said, the dirty secret is nobody really cares. They say it, but nobody really cares. He was on a podcast and talking about this and he said he's an NBA owner, right? And the NBA has been in, they have dealings with China and they've been criticized over that. And there have been, you know, about two athletes who actually try to, bring these things to light about the human rights abuses in China, but nobody in the NBA will say anything about it because money, because the bottom line is that China won't show their stuff, sell their stuff, all that jazz. And so this owner said, look, nobody cares. The dirty secret is nobody cares about the abuse of the Uyghurs in Muslims in China. It's not on my priority list Basically, it's low down on my priorities. And he said he cares more about climate change and other issues than he does about that. Yeah, the climate change change one was one that got me because it's like um, these are people's lives that are being affected immediate, today. Immediate. I thought today. that too. This is a right now issue. Right. Even if you said you care about climate change, that's not a right now issue. Right. Exactly. Um, and and you know, climate change, we've been getting predictions for the last you know, 50 years, none of which have come to true. Um, and even if their predictions do somehow come true uh, at some point down the road, these things are happening today. Now, he said later, he he later, I guess, came out and said something about understanding that he comes off, comes across as uh, not empathetic. Oh, you he think? Oh, you think? <laughs> I don't care. If there are millions of people potentially being killed in concentration camps. Sorry. If it doesn't seem like I care. Well. He said he'd rather. He doesn't really care. So if he said. If he told you he did. He'd be lying. And he doesn't want to lie. So he might as well just say. You should lie. You should lie. In this situation. Now. Does does this dress make my butt look big? No, honey. (laughs) I will give the organization uh, a little bit of credit here for saying that these are not the views of the Warriors organization. Uh, They came out and tried to detach themselves from it. However, they need to try to get this guy out. If they can get other people out for saying, oh, he said a vaguely racist comment, and they can kick them out of the league and, you know, excommunicate them from ownership. But this guy, let's see. I'm see, see, the Warriors were smart. They lied because they don't care. <laughs> yeah, right. But they or said they did. Right. Even against their own. This guy's not really uh, a managing owner, though. He's not. I don't think he has, you know. A, no, he's a part, like, yeah, minority owner. Right. But you're right about the racist part because they got rid of the owner. They took the, the Clippers away from their owner based on right. racist de- remarks. Well, I'm sorry. These are racist remarks just as well when you're talking about you don't care about their lives uh, because they're yeah, a different race of racist. people. Exactly. So I'm expecting the NBA to be removing this man from ownership that those those proceedings should be starting immediately. So. 
But I will give the Warriors credit enough. They were smart enough to lie. lie. Yes, because they don't care. I was wondering if, Kate, if you wanted to give your insight and your uh, perspective on these numbers about uh, the percentages of people that want to lock up people that don't get vaccinated. Who is Alex Rubenstein that you said? That's just where I got these numbers from um, from him. I don't really know who he is other than a political commentator. But these were the, 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 the numbers that he put out. I guess. Buy guns and ammo. Well, can you tell people what the numbers are that you're talking about? Why well, do we need to buy guns Well, Cade started this out by pointing out how 45% of uh, people polled. Or, are these Democrats or people on the left or just population in general? These are just Democrats. This is not in okay. general. Oh, my so gosh. So 45% that of, of Democrats support internment camps for people that are unvaccinated. The actual the actual uh, quote from the question, they obviously they didn't say, should we put them in internment camps? But they said, um, sending them to, quote, designated facilities, which we all know what that means. It's the same thing. But that's the way the question was actually worded. And 45% answered yes, that they should send unvaccinated to designated facilities. Yeah, and they had other numbers too. 55% support fines against unvaccinated. 59% support house arrest, which I pointed out last week that uh, Muriel Bowser, the mayor of D.C., essentially put almost 50% of D.C. on house arrest when she told them you had to have your ID in order to leave Leave your your house. house. And apparently people of color can't get ID because they can't vote. So you just put half the population on house arrest Um, this is a rasmussen poll and there's an there's data from rasmussen and data from a heartland institute survey i i personally find this one more frightening than anything what is the first right that our founders sought to enshrine which means it's of the utmost importance freedom freedom of of speech speech. freedom of speech 48 percent support prison for questioning vax efficiency on social media that to me is the most egregious of all. You of think these. that's more egregious than state taking their kids? Well, luckily that's only twenty nine percent. I understand it's a lower percentage. That is way too high. It is way too high. I know. But when you got half the people think that you should be half the think you should be imprisoned for 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 freedom of speech. Okay, but three out of ten of them want to take my three kids away. Three out of ten will take your kids away. And by the way, this is not hyperbolic. I would shoot you. Yes. I would shoot you without a second thought. Please don't make me, but I will defend myself from any single one of these. You mean your children? Oh. Oh. I thought you meant specifically. Oh, from any defend, of these. You will defend yes. your children. Oh, I defend my children from, by shooting yeah. you. But I would also not let you put me in a designated facility either. There's no way. I'm not doing it. I, I even mean like also... I mean, forced vaccinations, I I know that maybe this sounds bad, but if somebody were like, I mean, if we started doing, if it was forced vaccinations and they were going door to door vaccinating people, that needle, that's a, that is a weapon. I'm, I'm going to shoot you. You know, and that's, I'm not even, I had this discussion when I was getting my medical, you know, my 
physical yesterday. Um, I, I, I know the percentages. The percentages of something negative happening to me to take the vaccine are extremely small. I, I'm not concerned about that. But you don't tell me I have to take it. That That's just a line that I won't cross. And I, I pointed this out to my doctor um, who, you know, thinks I should get the vaccine. Um, I told him, I said, look, um, even when it was being developed under Trump and we all knew that this was coming and he was promising it very soon, I didn't plan on taking it because I, with like tech, you know, and medicine, I like about Gen 3 or 4 to get all the bugs worked out. You know, before, I'm, I'm serious. Before I go spend my money on tech, I'd like to see, you know, several generations of it. Same way as before you're going to put something in my body. Um, I said, so I never planned on getting it. I said, how, you know, not at first. However, I said, I can prove to you what a problem all this is. I said, if Trump were still president, a lot of the people that are refusing the vaccine would take it. And if Trump were still president, a lot of the people that are demanding that you take it would not take it. And he said, yeah, you're right. It's very, very political. I said, and the reason that I have even more hesitancy now in taking it, they did that. They did that. I know the numbers and I know that probably isn't a problem for me, but the way they've handled it, they've made me not want to take it because of that kind of thing. I mean, you know that all the people are jumping up and down and telling you you have to get vaccinated. If Trump were president, they wouldn't get vaccinated with the exact same mRNA vaccine. They would not take it. I agree with that. I think there's I do think there's more people, though, that are against it that still would have been against it. I do think it would flip flop some, but I think people that you know don't. Well, want there are to people like it. me that would not have taken it, but there's Either there way. are plenty. There are plenty who would. If Trump were still president, there's plenty of people who would take it. Who but if there's one thing not. that's for absolutely sure, it's that the left would have let these vaccines die if Trump was still in office. They would not have. They wouldn't have done any of this. I I won't say that I won't I won't go to a um a government. What did, what did they call it? A designated facility. A designated facility. If I can tell my story to Peter Ducey, then maybe I'll be willing to go just to get my story out. What story? Just to let people know, to have my say, and that we're not a bunch of lunatics. There's reasons for doing this. Do you think they're going to let him report from inside the designated facility? No, he has to come to my house. Here. He'll have to come to my house. They'll have to let him into my house first when we're having no, the he'll be No, he'll be in the designated facility. Well... He's vaccinated. No, he's vaccinated. He's triple vaxxed. Yeah. Yeah, but he will be he will be in prison for questioning vax efficacy on oh, social that, media. That could be. Given the fact that he got it after being triple vaxxed, he may question its efficacy. Yeah, all you have to do is question it and you go to prison. So he'll be in the little bungalow next to you. Like um like at the Australia internment yeah. camp. Don't the cross the yellow zones. line. If yeah, you cross be, the yellow line, it's a $5,000 fine. His his internment shack will be next to your internment shack and he can he can get your statement there. Did you see the Dana White interview? No. He was being interviewed about after getting COVID. And he talked about Dana White is the owner of UFC. Um UFC. Yeah. So he was being questioned about Joe Rogan and his response and what he thought about all these 200 so-called scientists going after Joe Rogan, trying to get him off of Spotify. And, uh, you know, so he shared, well, I got COVID and I took the same, you know, I basically had the same regimen. 
Um, and I don't know, one of the things the guy says, uh, one of the interviewers says, um, are you a doctor? And uh, he said, hey, let's bring it. You know, give me your side of it. Do you know how small of a number 270 doctors is? Well, but not only that, you should see the list of the people that are on this. They're not a bunch of scientists. Some of them are like somebody's got a Ph.D. in philosophy and somebody's got, you know, kind of like Joe Biden's a doctor. Right. Exactly. Like that. kind of. I saw. Okay, that's like when the one of the original um, like uh, studies that everyone used to show that masks work. I looked at the I looked at the references. I mean, this is old, and I looked at the people involved, and somebody was a geologist from the University of yeah. California, yeah. something or other. And I was like, "Why is this person's name on here? What did they contribute?" And I read through the whole thing, and nowhere they threw could I rocks find at it and see if any dust got yeah. through. Yeah, and and I literally could not think of a reason that a geologist's name was on a mask efficacy paper. It, it made no sense. So it's basically like really that for a larger number of the word of the letters DR. Even if it was 270 medical doctors, though, I mean, I think we've talked about in yeah. the past how many. The it's amazing how many doctors are, there are in the United States. A million. Yeah, a According million. To, right. 270 um, is nothing. The director of the CDC is still quoting the study out of Arizona, which is absolute toilet paper. Um, it's been ripped left and right. Up yeah. And down. Yeah. Yeah. They, they surveyed on mask efficacy. They surveyed schools that were 100% virtual. <laughs> and some schools had been open six weeks and some had been open three weeks. And some, had, some so were like, they weren't even actually schools. Yeah. They were like a yeah. tech school or training program and on and on and on. They didn't, they didn't have any kind of criteria. And she's still out there quoting, oh, it's three and a half times safer if you wear a mask based on this study out of Arizona. And they literally won't respond to the criticism of it. It's so it's just it's it's worthless. Um, Dana White, though, also was saying he said, you know, when I got this, I was able to get monoclonal antibodies, ivermectin, uh, hydrochloric. I was able to get all these things very easily. And they're like, oh, that's because you're a rich. And he goes, no, he goes, anybody could have got them. He goes, but since we've gotten these and we've talked about them, he goes, you can't get them anymore. He goes, is that coincidence or not? And then the guy says to him, are you a doctor? And he said, hey, bring it. Give me your side of the argument. Of course, the guy had nothing to say. And then he said, I'll tell you this. He goes, if I wanted to get some pain pills right now, I could get them. No problem. Yes. You know, before all yeah. this, I heard that hydroxychloroquine, the reason there was obviously no money to be made, and that's why they don't like it, is because it was like a quarter a dose. Cause like yeah, because yeah, it was like 10 a cents dose. a dose. Yeah. yeah, it was nothing. And it's been used for decades and it's on a list of uh safe and effective um vaccine or safe and effective medications by the cdc and the who and uh yeah so it costs uh, like 10 cents so what is this what do you mean brett kavanaugh is broken oh i agree he's broken he's broken the the, the hearing process of him getting uh, confirmed to the Supreme Court was so egregious, it broke him emotionally, psychologically. I thought it would galvanize him. I is thought he was going to be more question. stronger than ever. Well, I've seen evidence. He is not. Are you referencing a, a specific yes. incident that I'm unaware of? Yeah, of him not 
giving the same support and the same legal ruling for the CSM mandate as he did oh. the, uh, the, the you know, general population, whatever, yeah. I don't know what mandate, where they said that's unconstitutional. Well, um, it's no different for the, for the health workers. It's no different. Because here was the thing. Do, do you know the grounds that they found it unconstitutional and they ruled against it? It wasn't bodily autonomy. It wasn't my body, my choice. It was there's a process in place in this country, and it's called Congress. They're the ones that make laws. And you are sub- right. you are going around it because, and the reason that is, is because they represent the people, and this is a repub- a representative republic that we, the people, are the authority. And I I I preached a sermon about this several some months back that when it, when Romans, the book of Paul writes to the Romans, it said we're supposed to submit to those in authority because they're duly established by God. My point was that in this country, that authority that is established, if it's established by God, is we the people. It's we the people. We're the authority. And that's basically what they said, that the Congress is there because they represent the people that voted for them and sent them there. Therefore, they're the ones who need to implement these kinds of mandates and laws and you're trying to circumvent the process and we're not allowing that so they ruled in favor of my sermon so on that note kate has mentioned to us the two of us uh before about maybe we should put that specific sermon out as like a bonus midweek audio um podcast and so maybe now will be a good time keep an eye out for that this coming week maybe we'll drop that as a bonus episode yeah i think it's called god has established it is you know i mean i've seen this uh, a while back and i don't remember the specific now off the top of my head but i saw uh, in some kind of ruling with amy coney barrett that i kind of felt the same thing with her because there was really no it didn't make sense to me the way that she ruled no, and it, i just it, it has been they've been a huge of the three trump appointees and i may have said this before gorsuch kavanaugh coney barrett I thought Gorsuch was the most mid, you know, midline guy. Moderate. I thought, I thought that Gorsuch was the moderate that he used to appease them for not getting Merrick Garland in. Which now seeing Merrick Garland as Attorney General, thank God they held out and did not let Obama put Merrick Garland on the Supreme Court because that would have been horrible, horrible. But anyway, I thought Gorsuch was the most middle of the road moderate guy he's been the best i've been very disappointed in kavanaugh and barrett what is with merrick garland's voice Do, am i the only one that he always sounds like he's on the verge of crying when he talks it's because someone's Maybe pointing a gun is. at him well that's what i wonder in public there's a i wonder if a, like is he just so forced to say what he knows is the political line that he struggles so desperately to say it because he literally I mean I just think he he had to have some kind of vocal problem earlier in his life because he sounds like he's about ready to choke up and cry all the time when he talks but he is a he is a smarmy little man who really needs to be held he's when you talk about people that need to be held accountable here's he he's one that needs to be held accountable for what he's doing. Here's where I got off on this subject with we are not a serious people any longer. I was thinking back about um, the Nuremberg trials. 
the Nuremberg trials, you know, they held accountable the political leaders, uh, the um, state operatives, the military uh, personnel, leaders and otherwise that were responsible for the atrocities that took place during World War II. That type of trial could never happen again today because we're not a serious people. The people that are doing things that are so damaging to our country need to be held accountable. They're costing people's lives and businesses and livelihoods, and, and they will never be held accountable. They are, right, they are wrongly imprisoning people. Um, and again, a, a serious people would at some point hold those people accountable. We know about these things that have happened. We know about the Russian collusion hoax. And, on, and we, 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 we know about it. We know who was involved. We know what they did. And, but we just go on and we never hold them accountable. That's what I mean when I say we're no longer a serious people. Those people during the Nuremberg trial, they understand we, can, we need to send the message that you cannot do this. We can never allow this type of um, tyranny on, on people and on the world. We just can't allow it. So people have to be punished for what they do. We, we don't do that kind of thing anymore. And I, I don't think we can because we're not serious. We'll have to see how. I really do think it's going to come down to the midterms. Um, you know, I, I can't remember if it was Jim Jordan um, was it Jim Jordan or was it, um, I can't remember if it was the house. Tom I think it was Jim oh, McCarthy. No, I think it was Jim Jordan who said, okay. Hey, if the Republicans win the house, there's going to be major investigation into Dr. Fauci and into all this stuff. And if, I mean, I've Jim heard Jordan it alone can't do it. I understand. I've heard that Ted before. Cruz was talking about, they made impeachment such a, um, you know, travesty when they impeached Trump that he's he listed three potential things they could impeach Biden over. I, I just don't I just don't I mean I think that the Republicans could do really well in November, but I I just think they'll just move on. I just don't think they're gonna hold people I don't think they're gonna put anybody in prison for what they've done. No, I would agree with you. I mean I I'd love to see it, but I'm not gonna hold my breath because I don't prove I don't us think, wrong. Yeah, prove me wrong. Please. There's just a lot of new there's a lot of new people who seem and talk very serious running for Congress. Uh, and I hope those people win and I hope things change. They seem different. I hope so. so. so I hope so because we, we need that type of serious, seriousness before. Like I said, am I okay with the idea that everybody should have a, you know, people should have a voice and be included in the con? Yeah, all that's great. But I'm sorry, not the satanic children's club. That because because in the long run to a culture, there I it's destructive. It's one thing if you you know you and I debate should we uh, you know should we have should we increase taxes should we decrease taxes should we support this social cause you know with with um, with with, with uh, welfare social security all these that's one thing about building our culture building our nation and supporting people. That's different than doing things that we all instinctively know are destructive in the long run to our culture. All right. We're out there running for office. Prove us wrong. <laughs>